swagger, okay? Regardless of what happens out there, doesn't matter. Keep your swagger. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Five Hole Fantasy Hockey Podcast. We're your hosts today, TJ, Zach, and Raj. Hey there. Hey, hey, hey. So today we got ADP analysis for you guys. We've been doing these mocks all summer. For this reason, we wanted to have an in-house ADP that's not filled with auto-drafters, filled with tacos, and, and filled with people that I don't trust. The FHFH community is a bunch of people that I trust. And then there's like two people like Tom and, and Slick Fox who I don't trust so much. But I don't trust Tom for a second. Yeah, those Leaf fans, they're they're shysty. You don't trust <laughs> me, and I'm one of your best friends. Yeah, I don't trust many people. To be honest with you, I can't name one person I trust. And and you have and you have a wife. Yeah. I asked her to turn on the AC tonight and the windows are open, so no trust. Well, at least she didn't turn on the AC and the windows were open. It could always be worse. So we're FHFH Hockey. You can find us on Twitter at that handle. You guys can join the Fantasy Hockey Discord. Get in on what's going on there. Listener leagues. Yeah, we're doing those. If you guys want to get in, we're doing patron programs that are linked to our listener leagues at $2 a month. We're donating all the proceeds to Mental Health America. What else are we doing, Raj? I feel like I'm forgetting some. The YouTube. We're coming up with YouTube shit. Certain episodes will be on YouTube. There's a couple up there to check out. See, see our faces. And then quickly, Alt-F4 or you know, force close YouTube, whatever you want to do. Dude, I'm fucking burnt. Work sucks. It's because you missed me, isn't it? I know. You missed me. That's why my energy is so high right now. But yeah, we missed Zach. He was in Punta Cana not thinking about hockey. Lucky bastard. How was it, by the way? It was a lot of fun. I did like a whole lot of nothing. It was great. So the plan tonight, before I lose myself in jealousy. Gin and tonics. I got gin, gin, gin and tonics are a right great now. day drink and drink. Gin and lemonade's my my deal. Gin and anything is great at all times of day. Agreed. So we're gonna go through Yahoo ADP uh, round by round, and then we're gonna cross reference. You know the FHF ADP. Talk about players that we think are maybe a little out of place, whether it be too high, too low. Maybe it's a little bit of a reach. We're gonna start talking values as the draft winds on, and you know just like basic observations man what what, what are you, we're looking at adp and thinking about stuff going in with no plan buffalo sabers style that sounds like you know just like <laughs> just just like every one of my hockey drafts you know what <laughs> yeah. i mean no plan just let's go fucking at yep. it because every time i have a plan it never works out we did a draft where you planned everything and some people like their team, some people didn't. But that's a big part of it, too, is when you're drafting, it's so fluid. You're like, okay, I'm picking sixth. I'm going to get this guy early in the second round. I'm going to get my D, this, that, and the other thing. I'll get a goalie in round eight, whatever. It never happens. Never happens that way. Never. So just stay fluid. You know, react. Try to be proactive if you can. But really, the draft is all about reacting. Getting players when you think that they're a value. It's, it's hard to go in with an ADP or with a plan because everything changes. We got Vasilevsky here at sixth overall. It's a bit hot. We've been getting him, Raj, in the, the two mock draft shows that we did. We got him at nine and 10. I think both of us took him. He's nine and 10 starts to look like value. Six, a little too high. 
Let's talk about round one. Take us through it, Raj. Well, in round one, like as you just mentioned, I think Fazileski definitely went later than than number six in in all of our drafts. I liked him more around nine ten. He was five point two in uh, in Yahoo. Yeah, I think that's a bit early. I just, I just do. I mean, it's kind of you're splitting hairs in the first round, I guess you could say. But depending on the league settings, I, I never want a goalie in the top five. There's a few things here that are strange. Austin Matthews and Pasternak at seven point eight and eight. See, I would like to have them and Rantanen before Vasilevsky in most leagues. Yeah, Rantanen ahead of Matthews is kind of blowing my mind right now. I like Matthews at about number five. I think same. Yeah, in most of our mocks, he was he was going around five. In this one, actually, he went number two. Crazy person. Five, four. So there's always slight variations, three. But yeah, definitely never as late as... He never went outside the top five in any of our drafts. So Yeah, as he should. That's fine by me. I think those players are definitely interesting. My biggest one for this round is we have Artemi Panarin here at number 10. I like him in the second. Marshan and Ovechkin behind him. I agree. He he really, you know, he's getting points. Don't get me wrong. He's going to get a lot of them. But how are you going to pick him over an Alex Ovechkin, who is at the very end of this first round for us at number 12, who is going to take, you know, 300 plus shots, who is going to get you 300 hits, you know what I mean? Like this all-around player who is also going to get a, a ton of goals, a ton of assists, you know what I mean? A ton of points in general and bring everything else in. But Artemi Panarin is ahead of him. It, it's surprising to me. On top of the fact they're both left wingers, so it's not like you can put it down to, oh, well, he's a center and, you know, uh, the depth there is, is lower. So, no, they both play the same position. So it's not even there. There are two seasons in a row here with Panarin at 113 point pace, but you're ta- you're talking about stuff that I agree with. You know, in a points league, I could definitely 100% see an argument for Panarin over Ovechkin. Yeah, he did go above Ovechkin in every one of our mocks as well. Even in uh, uh the Cats leagues too. Not categories in all of our points points leagues. That makes sense. But I mean, even in most points leagues, you're getting something for hits and blocks. And you know what I mean? Even if it is a point one or a point oh five or something like that, you were still getting something or even shots. So I don't I still don't see how he could be hands down every every mock draft we've had, you know, kind of thing. He was taken over. It just doesn't make sense to me. I don't buy what movie it. at eleven. I saw Panarin what at twenty? In the last one you were just looking at? I'm just looking through the cat drafts right now, and Ovechkin is getting faded a lot, even in cat's drafts. People are getting a little a little excited about him getting old here. Like Good. You're telling me he, he might he might drop to me in the second round? I'll take it. Yeah, I think that's that's a solid segue into round two here. Like if Ovi's there or Panarin, I think both of them make for a solid second round pick. And to start off the second round here, Kale McCarr. Yeah. Surprising, no? You know what? And I hate to blow up his spot. Not that he already didn't do it to himself, but uh, Nate from Apples and Genos is talking about Kale McCarr as a first-round pick. Whoa. Of, it, yeah, he, he said he's going to take him 1.06. So at the sixth pick, you're taking Kale McCarr. I get it. 
Number one, D. Nate, I'd love to have your opinion on this, so I don't want to talk too much. Like, I hate just stuffing words in your mouth at this point, but I'm definitely going to give my opinion here. Pick number six, Andre Vasilevsky, Miko Rantanen, Austin Matthews, David Pasternak. I've yet to name a player that I would rather have Kale McCarr over. Brad Marchand, Artemi Panarin. Maybe Panarin in a bang-heavy league, but that that's also assuming that McCarr, what did he have, like one hit a game, finally? Did he finally start hitting? Not a lot. Yeah, it's not like he even really, you know, is totally banging out there. 49 hits in 44 games. Just over a hit per game, but still, you know, under a block per game. Yeah, I, I don't know. McCarr in the first round, not for me. I've been getting him pretty solidly in the second round. And that level of consistency as McCarr in the second round, why take him in the first? I can get a first round pick forward and still get Kale McCarr in the second depending on whether you're at the front half of the second round or the back half. I just, I think there's an argument for getting an actual first round pick and Cal McCarr, who you value as a first round pick. You just made the first two rounds of your draft, two first round picks. Yeah. So I get it. Cal McCarr is probably a first round value, but the fact that you can get him in the second round pick or in the second round, to me, that's so much more valuable. So I don't, I just don't know why blowing your wad at one Oh six or like the back half of the first round, when you could still get him in the in the second yeah, round. Yeah, su- super big reach at 106. Big old reach. I think it's even a, a reach here. Like, there's no way I'm going to be wanting him up here. For some reason, I thought you were going to say reach around. I was <laughs> that would help. A few more picks higher, maybe. But here in our drafts, he's going 30th overall, 34th overall, 20th overall, 20th. And twenty second, so twentieth is the yeah, earliest he's going. Right there, that last, that last one, I took him at twenty two, and that's a points league where he would be valued more. You thought that was early when you did it. I remember when you made that pick, but probably very likely is the best defenseman at the end of the year. But I just don't think you you he's a lock for the top three, and he's a solid bet for number one. Yeah, I definitely. I just don't want a D at number six. That's all. One guy who's kind of been all over the place in our drafts is, is Sidney Crosby. You can see here they've got him at basically 16th overall on Yahoo. Um, in our drafts, he's gone all over the place. But uh, one guy that Zach was talking about earlier here is is Huberto at 17, mm. 17.4. He is the quintessential second-round pick to me. If you leave round two with Johnny Hoobs, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I like him a lot. I commend you for that. I mean, he is, what, 90, 90 points guaranteed kind of thing. He's been 90 points for three years straight. Zach, you were talking a lot about Barkov, but he had one down year of a 77-point pace, but Barkov, you know, brings a little bit more extras. If you're playing in a face-off league, it's it's Barkov all day. But He is great at that. I get it, Huberto. Maybe, maybe that's where we start talking, like, positional scarcity and leaning a winger over a center, but they're to me, they're kind of like tit for tat. Left wing is no right wing. I'll say that much. Is left wing really that scarce? More than center, yeah. I don't think so. I think there's a lot of great depth in, in left wing. I, I think D is thinner than right wing, and then probably left wing, or I mean goalies, throw them in there too, because good goalies are, there's like two of them. Right wing drops off rough. Yeah, and so does D. Like you get to the round 13 and you're like, Oh man, Essel and Dell, I hope I fucking get him in round 13 here. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's there's 31 top power play defensemen. There's 124 top power play forwards. You might as well, you know, prioritize D. 
But man, I hate taking defense so early. I fucking hate it. I mean, either way, I'd be happy leaving round two with Huberto or Barkov. Me too, man. If you can get one of them two at a round two. Brady Kachuk is very low. Yeah, this ADP is <laughs> this ADP is not a banger. I just don't know how translatable it is to to categories leagues. But if you if anybody gets Brady Kachuk at fucking the end of round two, holy fuck, just mail it in for the rest of the year. You already won. You just put the the rest of the draft on auto. Might as well. All right, boys, I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look at that 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 turn. You either have Mika Zibanejad and Brady Kachuk at the two three turn, or Kachuk and Barkov. Beautiful. That's pretty nice. Pretty nice. And this is where we get into the other D Carlson, Adam Fox, and Hedman all kind of in this range, 25, 25. There is that, you know, that top tier of D that that seems to go like anybody that's thinking D in rounds two or three, as soon as Kale McCarr goes or Adam Fox goes, everybody just gets one. And and that's your tier. That's your Kale McCarr, your Adam Fox, John Carlson, Victor Hedman. And then maybe a Dougie Hamilton if somebody's feeling froggy, but that is probably your tier one when it comes to draft day. Yeah, I mean, when you talk like Dougie Hamilton, for example, he's here at, at 38th overall, so he's at the end of round three for a guy who's very likely very likely close to Kale McCarr at the end of the season. I'm not ready to leave round two. Really? Because I got one more thing to ask you guys. I see Kemper. I know Leonard's ahead. And Hellebuck, all inside round two. For goalies, we've got Vazzy in round one, and then in round two, we've got Leonard, then Kemper, then Hellebuck. I don't know how I feel about Leonard being the second goalie taken off the board. It makes it makes sense, but just oh yeah. Do you feel comfortable? Like, are you you know are you taking him? No, I don't. If if this is the elite goalies that are going in round two, and I use elite based on ADP, I am not getting a goalie an elite goalie, you know, maybe, maybe that, that was the first points draft that we did. And I think, you know, Flurry was probably still on the team. Yes. So there's Leonard at 117. That's pre-trade. Carter Hart went ahead of Leonard pre-trade. Leonard 160 pre-trade. Post-trade, Leonard, number 40. (laughs) 40, yeah. (laughs) I do feel like there is a super steep drop-off though, you know, between like, let's say, you know, that second tier of goalie compared to your third tier of goalie. You know what I mean? I feel like the step from the, you know, two to, you know, the top where Vazzy is, you know, is a lot closer than the third step to the second step. It's a big drop off. Vasilevsky is just, he's, you know, year after year, he's the one. And then you got your your tier one, two or whatever, one B. And it's usually Hellebuck, but I, I see four goalies that are going in the top two rounds. If if I'm at 10 and I and I have, you know, Vasilevsky staring at me, I'm happy to take him. Happy to. Sure. Goalies are so volatile. They're so frustrating year in and year out that if I can get a guy who's probably going to be the best goalie at the end of the year in round one, I, that to me, that's valuable. Just the peace of mind, the zen is valuable. You're If you're at 10 in a 12-man, then you pick again at 13, 14, whatever, and you're still getting like Huberto or Patrick Kane or something. I, you know, your your forward core is not that much worse for wear, and you have a number one goalie that you literally do not need to worry about. Injury risk can happen to anybody, so yeah, the, like it's fine. Goalies they can pull their groin. 
you know, Jake Gensel can break his shoulder after scoring a goal. It can happen to anybody. So I, I, I just don't know if like, oh yeah, goalies get hurt and they tank your team. It's the same shit. It's the same shit for Kucherov being out all year. Yeah, that can happen with anybody. You can't play for injuries. Every single NHL player is one hit away from being out all year. All of them. Just one bad hit away from being out for the entire year. Well, exactly. How many times has that happened to McDavid and Crosby? And like, you, you know, are you going to not take McDavid because he broke his leg one year? Like, I'm curious to see what happens to Crosby's ADP after finding out that he got wrist surgery. And if like, if both Malkin and Crosby are out to start the season, is Jeff Carter your 1C for like the first two weeks? Uh, I, I wouldn't worry about Crosby myself. No, I mean, maybe he falls a little bit, but it's probably still great. That sounds like a super sweet early streamer, though. Jeff Carter mm. on the first line, like just just a stream for the first couple of weeks, yeah. and then he can drop his ass. That sounds like a blast. 16th round pick, Jeff Carter. Send it. Yeah. Plug and play for the first two. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Jari going super late. I mean, there's not going to be a ton of, like, you know, draft guilt if he if he, you know, starts off really rough without the top two scoring guys on the team. What's round three look like, Raj? Well, in Yahoo, they've got Gensel in round three, 30th overall. I know for a fact he's a round two staple in, in five-hole drafts. To me, he's he's my favorite round two, but he's going after Kaprasov in uh, essentially the same ADP as Kaprasov, 30.2 and 30.4. I would way rather have Gensel. Me too. The floor is so much more comfy. Yeah. I would rather watch Kaprasov play, but I would rather have Gensel in a in a fantasy league. I feel like Kaprizov in round three, it's an upside bet, and it's probably a good bet. And we've been talking a, a lot about this in the Discord. How likely do you think it is that Kaprizov signs a deal before the season starts? Do we see like a Nylander style, you know, December finally contract get signed? Yeah, I'm not I'm not playing that game in round early round three. I'm just you know, that's not something I wanna plus he's youngish, new, definitely on a team that's weird. So all those things I'd rather take Gensel, who just is Jake Gensel and you know what's happening. Svechnikov ahead too. I know the pedigree and the hype is there, but has he broken point per game once yet? He's always been slightly disappointing. His three-year average for points is 56. Granted, you know, the first year was there was growing pains there. Doesn't shoot over three a game. The hits are pretty good. He's right around two a game. I don't know if he's if he's a third-round pick for me. I love the kid. Want him to do well. I just don't know if I can take him around three. Yeah, I think he was an upside pick for the last couple of years, but this he seems to have settled into something less. What about you, Zach? What's, what's weird for you in round three? Probably the weirdest one for round three for me, and and. I think it's because I'm lower on this guy than a lot of other people are. But actually, it's maybe even two of them. Steven Stamkos and Gabriel Landeskog. I don't know why, but I don't trust either of them. Now, don't get me wrong. I will take either of them on my team. If I have to take them in the third round, I'm not really thrilled about it. And I think it's more of the injuries than anything. But I don't trust either. When they're playing, they're good. But Landeskog is still third fiddle. You know what I mean? On that team as is, even when he is playing. And, you know, Stamco's almost kind of the same way. You know what's strange to me here? A lot of Landis Gog's value comes from Bangs, but we also saw Brady Kachuk at 25th as an ADP. 
So seeing Landis Cog this high makes me think, oh, okay, it's a banger league. But then you scroll up just a little bit, and you're like, Brady Kachuk at the end of round two, what the fuck? Can't be a banger league. So it's just really, really strange. Colorado, I mean, the high-powered offense, but they do shift things around a lot. They always seem to have somebody or several people injured, and that always seems to work, but Landis Gog isn't a super safe bet. I do like getting him. I even actually like Matt Kachuk in the third round, and he's down in the fourth here. Yeah, and you got Flurry going early early fourth, 36, so for 12 teams, so end of the third. Yeah, he's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, three and a half. I don't like all these goalies. I don't like all these goalies going so high. This is fucked. And then, and then that's what I'm saying. And then that's what I'm saying, though. The the next drop-off is pretty fucking big, and I think Flurry is, you know, the start of that drop-off. While I like Flurry, he is going to Chicago. We have no idea what the fuck they're yeah, going to be. I like Shisirkin more. Whether they're going to just be giving up shots to this guy where Fleury's going to have to stand on his head. And after that, I mean, you have the likes of, you know, Varley. Okay, I can I can feel that one. Um, he's going to get you a lot of wins just because of the team that he's on. But, I mean, you got Igor Shesterkin, you know, Frederick Anderson. It, dude, if I get stuck with Igor Shesterkin at number 40 as my first goalie just because everybody else taking goalies, I got to take someone – I'm going to be fucking pissed that it's eager to stir. Just not doing it. 13 picks later is UC Soros, who probably gives you close to the same. Yeah, I would rather have, like, in this same area here, I would rather have Dougie Hamilton, Mark Shifley, Elias Pedersen, JT Miller. I, there's a Kyle Connor. I'd rather have all those guys than uh, Shester. Can... So when do you guys, when do you want to start thinking about goalies? Because we've shat on every goalie in rounds one, two, and three, saying, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Maybe Vasilevsky if he drops to 10. That's about it. When do you guys feel comfortable in a draft? Definitely later than what the average is here on Yahoo for me. Pretty much every goalie I'd take a little later. I don't know. I feel like I've actually been falling to the trap, and I've been big on... Maybe not starting the goalie run, but trying to be at the forefront of it. Mm. You know what I mean? I, I've i gotten stuck with crap goalies too many years <laughs> in a row. You know what I mean? And then you end up, you know, picking up goalies on the waiver wire, which don't get me wrong, is fun. Because, I mean, you'll find yourself a Kakinen or someone like that where you can just roll with for, you know, the better part of a week. Uh, you know what I mean? Picking up these fun young guys. But, man, it's it's rough. And and it's hard to use, you know, if you have, say, say you have even seven acquisitions. If you're using them all on goalies, that's a, that's a fucking rough way to live your life. Yep. If you only have four or two or, God forbid, fucking one acquisition a week, I mean, at that rate, yeah. it, it almost doesn't seem worth it to pick a goalie at all. Well, yeah, that's the big thing is it just you got to pay attention to your draft. It's really hard to say. It's very fluid. Round four coming up here. This is where I start to feel comfortable. Like rounds three and four, fuck with me because I don't like anybody. We often, well, you Hi. often <laughs> say that our... Uh, it's me. Yeah, it's you. Uh, that our 
league has a lot of crazy Canucks fans in it, and therefore our Canucks ADP is higher, but all, everybody's actually <laughs> lower. Quinn Hughes, for example, here, he's 44 on Yahoo, 44 overall, whereas in, in our leagues, his average is like 70. So Quinn Hughes is going very high in Yahoo compared to... Uh, they must have not hitting as a stat. Negative hits for every not hit is avoiding avoiding hits. Avoiding a hit is plus one or plus point seven five. <laughs> you know, Quinn Hughes fucking leading the league. Him and Johnny Gaudreau right there in fucking round four, <laughs> hanging out. Look at Johnny Gaudreau at fifty two. <laughs> Hughes and Gaudreau not battling it out. <laughs> They're just like magnets that are on the wrong side. They can't fucking hit each other. Yeah, I was quite surprised. Like, look at this. Hughes, he's in the 70s in all of our drafts, like 30, 30 points later than uh, Yahoo. One thing that is the opposite is Pedersen, I think. He's going at Yeah, 47 40. looks good. That's a good four and a half, round four and a half. That's a good value for him. I dig it. So is he your favorite round four pick? Hmm. Round four. I like this round four here. They got Kyle Connors in there too. JT Miller's in there. My favorite round part, round four pick? Is point per game Mark Shifley? Yeah, yeah, he's slick. Yeah, he's good. So it would be it would be Shifley and it would be Pedersen for me, as the two guys that stand out. Is I would draft him in the fourth round and be freaking happy about it. I would lean Shifley, but there's upside with Pedersen. Round four, those are essentially fine one C's. Yeah, if you fade center till round four, which and yeah, if you, you end should. up with one of those guys, damn. I don't think that's that doesn't seem like that, you know, when it actually comes to draft day. I don't see point per game guys going that late. What do you think about this little tidbit here? This is getting into round five, I suppose, but Morgan Riley going ahead of Roman Yossi in round five. Mm. Actually, I got those guys pretty much the same in my mind. Yeah. Yeah, they're about the same here. Um, Morgan Riley, two places ahead. Uh, McAvoy's right there. So this is another. There's still Tyson Berry going way later. Oof. If he goes in the sixth so, round, that's a fucking. That's a yeah. that's money. Yeah, I'm not taking Charlie McAvoy over Tyson Berry. Matt Barzell in the fifth. He's been going in like the ninth or the tenth in all of our drafts. We do a lot of like you know we value hits and blocks and all that kind of stuff. I just don't see Barzell. He he feels like a one trick pony for me. Like the power play points aren't really there. Thank you, New York. Uh, but he's like assists. There's a lot of assists there. Look at Nurse and Barry going right around the same. Yeah. Rupee hints in round six. Ah, uh, man. I'm good. I'm good. Somebody else can have him. Grubauer. Jack Campbell. What the fuck? What the fuck is going on, people? Oh, this no. doesn't seem right, does it? That's what I'm saying. Another massive difference between our all of ten of our drafts and this is Carey Price is sixty two. He's like one sixty two in our drafts. <laughs> yeah, he he was he was like he was going a hundred places later it, consistently in all types of drafts that we did. Carey Price was over one fifty, whereas here he's sixty two in Yahoo. So definitely a couple of random anomalies starting to happen here. Grubauer, Talbot, Samsonov. So you're getting into a lower, starting to get lower in goalie quality here. There's Seth Jones. Seth Jones. Yeah, buddy. Love him at the end of round six, but he has not been going there. 
He's been going in rounds like five for us. And Theodore. Wow. Good D here in round six and seven. Maybe one of the weirdest, randomest kinds of uh, picks is Jack Eichel. It's just a gamble, right? So in some of our draft, here he's 81.8. At the very least, you're going to be stuck with Jack Eichel. Raj, I wonder if like the mentality shifts when it's a real draft or if it's a mock draft. Like a mock draft, you want to fill it with like great players, you know, that that you're sure of. A real team, I mean, at what point are you banking on actually getting Jack Eichel? And I think round seven is a pretty fair bet. Yeah, I think that's a good place to start taking risks like that. But this is interesting. In our first, f- our first four, though, look at this. 33, 30, 31, 30, and 162. Yeah, it must have been when, uh, when things went pear-shaped. And then you put that into Yahoo, which is actually right in the middle of that at 81. So yeah. Michael is whenever someone feels like they want to take a a swing. At, I think like we were saying the other day, downside is playing Ooh. 10 to 15 games. Upside is MVP, <laughs> essentially. Jason Robertson, round eight. He was another one I highlighted here because... Um, Another guy where he's kind of a five-hole sweetheart. I know I love him. I know you guys love him. We talk about him a lot. He went far later in our drafts than he did here. Uh, He was 93.5, so middle of the eighth round. Whereas in all of our drafts, he was well over 100, 120, 130. But that doesn't mean I'm ready to spend my eighth round pick on him when there's a player like another one that I'm glad you have this highlighted, Mm. Taylor Hall. Not no offense to anybody else, but I'm not taking Jason Robertson over Taylor Hall, especially with you know where he is playing now. It seemed like it you know worked very well at the end of last year. He was fitting in his style of gameplay, even works there, which I was a little bit worried about. But dude, you're not taking Hall over Robertson, probably. I want to ask you guys Hall or Malkin, Malkin in round eight. Hall. He is. He just had an, a knee surgery, probably you know a month ago or whatever. He's not going to be there for training camp, and they were going to reevaluate him at training camp. So we don't know a timeline. But I think Malkin is you know a safe bet. Just get the games he's going to miss out of the way early in the season, maybe. <laughs> um, who knows? But eighth round Malkin, like I can't help but be into that. And Chikrin right there, too. Like, if that's the way things go, Chikrin in round eight, I'm all about it. That's more realistic. Sometimes people get excited and get him really early. Arizona. Kids on an island. Absolute island. Poor guy. Ooh, Arizona. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) They don't talk like that. Arizona. (laughs) Jeff Petrie. Petrie and Pionk going at like 103, 104. What, what is that about? Love it. Give me them both. Yeah, absolutely. Like those are d- dowdy right there too. That is yeah. three guys and it feels so weird to say this, but I do put Pionk in there. That's three steady, consistent guys you can count on. Oh my God. Fucking Mackenzie Blackwood is up next. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, Blackwood over Demko. Not a fan. Blackwood over William Nylander. And then I'm telling you, that's what's going to happen to me. I'm going to end up with Mackenzie Blackwood and fucking Peter Morass because my goalies are some shit. As long as it's not Carter Hutton, I think you'll be okay. Carter Hutton and Carter, Carter Hutton. Hutton. Craig Anderson. 
Dude, Jeff Petrie, love him. He's going to get power play time. There's no Shea Weber. I wonder how that trickles down to Carey Price, to be honest. Like, they're a pretty good team, but Shea Weber's no fucking slouch when it comes to defense. Yeah. Kevin Kevin Lankin in ahead of both Mackenzie Blackwood and Thatcher Dem. Get out of town. Get the... What the cuss? I don't believe it. What the heck? Yeah. I mean... What the... What the cuss word? Cuss words. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to cut back on our fucking swearing. Which cuss word? I mean, word they got Petrie and Pionk right next to Klingberg, which I do not agree with that. A couple of good picks down here still. Weegs, Braden Shen. Weegs. Depending on your oh, league, man. Cole Caulfield can go all over the place. Oh, yeah. People who watched the playoffs and read NHL.com probably take him in the third round. But um, Joel Kimmerante uh, and Cole Caulfield at the three-four turn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you can do that when you have three people in your draft, I guess. Burakovsky, Tristan Jari, like, dude, I'm, you know, if if Jari, Zach, round ten, if you're without a goalie, go Jari. I might have to. I, I and as much as I love him, you brought him up. I can't believe Mackenzie Weger is at the front of the tent, like at him and Burkowski, right at the yeah. front of the tent. I love Burkowski there too. Top power play, you know. Donskoy's gone. Yeah, but I don't know about we like my how the mighty have fallen. Like Brent Burns way down the line. Who whoever thought they'd be drafting you know Mackenzie Mackie Weegs over over fucking Brent Burns? Take a look at like say. If you're trying to do the um, Nate, uh, Apple, and Geno's zero-G approach, we kind of said, well, I guess if you're not even thinking about goalies till after round 10, we'd kind of start to consider that. But you could end up with, like, say, Jari, Bobrovsky, and Carter Hart. Solid. Oh, Carter Hart in the 12th round. I'm fucking there. That's one of the steals of the draft. It really is. Sign me up. I don't like how... Half of their decor is Ristolainen, Yandel. They don't have good defensive guys coming. I don't trust them. We already talked about your trust issues. <laughs> I don't trust any of these guys. Any of you. Vladimir Tarasenko, don't trust you. Mikhail Sergachev, no. Mike Smith, certainly don't fucking trust you. Robbie Fabry, what are you doing? <laughs> that is not a name I expected to see. 130? Is he? Is that the Martin Marinson of this fucking draft? And fucking Ty Smith, Tom Wilson below. This has gotten off the rails. <laughs> this this is has the gotten off the rails. Round. Robbie fucking Fabry, do not let auto draft take you in the eleventh round. You'll wind up with Robbie fucking Fabry, five percent drafted over over Patrick over, over Patrick, Patrick Line, Line. <laughs> Evander Kane, Tom Wilson. I swear the the fucking whoever's coding Yahoo. Like, throws these little Easter eggs in. Yeah, that's got to be a goof. That's got to be a goof. Tara Vinen going super late. Fiala, too. Right behind him. Here's another couple of goalies, right? You got Swayman and Markstrom going in the middle 12th. I know. Mark Markstrom going after Jeremy friggin' Swayman. Um, does my boy Markstrom have a chance to, you know, avenge his shit-ass play from last year? I think so. I really do. 
Coots after. Wow. That was a swing and a miss. And considering I drafted him like every league last year, it was You were all in. You know, it was it was a full strikeout. So it was, you know, swing and a miss, swing and a miss, swing and a miss. You're in like eight leagues and six of them you had. And I had him in like fucking six or seven. Like that's not an exaggeration. Look at that Seattle run. One sixty to one sixty three. Four players in a row. Tanev, Donskoy, Wenberg, Appleton, all Seattle. All ahead of Trocek. Oh my fuck. Robbie Fabry ahead of Trocek. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> yeah, like Bo Horvat, Trocek, or do you want Winberg, Appleton, Dumoulin? Wow, this yeah, five percent drafted, seven percent. There's Zach fucking what? White Cloud. Thirteen percent drafted. Cloud. Get out of here. Over Vincent Trocek. Bertuzzi. Eleven percent of drafters are taking a swing on him. McCann going quite a bit later than the the Seattle run. I didn't see a Seattle run in any of our drafts. I kind of, I get down with Grizzly in the 13th, man. End of the 13th. Sure. more I think about it, the more they're not going to play McAvoy 30 minutes a game just to have him on a power play for 100 games next year. Who's your Anders Lee? Value. <laughs> Zach's guy. <laughs> Kelly Jarncroak. Man. Okay, that, that round 13 is ugly. Giroux. Giroux. Solid value all year. I love Anthony Mantha in that 13th. See, it goes to 14 with Ryan Suter, Oliver Wallstrom, and then Justin Schultz. But then it goes back to 13. I'm looking at like Hoglander down, where it's Hoglander, Yanni Gord, Jordan Eberle, Justin Falk, Nico Heischer. Yeah, that's an ugly 13th round. Above, fine. Uh, Forcheck, Smith, Pulak, Koskinen. No thanks. <laughs> that's the goalie you're going to wind up with. Let's. Get, I have not seen Zach Hyman yet. Where's he going? That's a good question. Oh, he just skipped him. He won 127. Philip Forsberg, Jared Spurgeon in the 11th. I'm okay with that. That seems like a good place to swing. Right next to Robbie Fabry. That's why we were distracted. Mm, fucking sore <laughs> thumb. So that's compared to 157. That was pre-Edmonton. 88 post-Edmonton. 140. This is probably still pre-Edmonton. 120. Yeah, people are just all over the place. 106. 106. Yeah. So we're more in the low 100s. Uh, so our our friends were a little higher on Hyman than 128. Give me that top power play. I'm all about it. If he gets top power play, it's money. If he doesn't, it's a little bit of a reach. Like if if the worst case scenario is a little bit of a reach, but the ceiling is fucking huge. Like 75-ish points with power play points and hits and shots. He scores goals. Fucking send it. Let's see if there's any excitement in the last round, in the 16th round. This just looks like swings, bud. Like Trevor Zegris, Drake Batherson, Dylan Larkin in the 16th. That's money. It's always money. I think that's more than a... Swing like that's just value. Right Bjorkstrand in fifteen five. Fucking Cam Atkinson at the very end of the draft though, like this. I like him as a last round flyer. That's a good place. I'm big on Cam Atkinson this year. There's a lot of value in in this last round, and I think Cam Atkinson leads it. Stuchly, Stuch, Stuch, yeah, yeah. Basically, everyone on Ottawa is good in this round. Oh yeah. Batherson, Norris. A year or two from now, Ottawa is going to be one of my favorite teams. Arvidsson, man. I like that there. That's a good last round swing. 
It's a swing. These are your stream spots, man. Ugh. That's not bad. Schwartz. Chris Drager at, where's he going? 15th round. Brock Nelson. I like him as a late round value. Send it. And look at that. Jacob Verana. 15th round. Timo Meyer. The ceiling is so good there. David, going after David Krejci, who's not even playing. I don't know. That seems like a reach. Just in case. <laughs> Just in case. Just in case. There's your Tolvanen, 14 5% of leagues drafting him. Not bad. Yeah, unfortunately, I like him more than he's actually worth in most leagues. Patrick Hornquist at the end of the draft, too. I think that's a solid pick. Sean Monahan, the last person on the list. As he should be. I'll take it. So you're going to take a rookie Trevor Zekris over a tried and true Sean Monahan? I don't know if he's true anymore. <laughs> he tried. Yeah, he's, he's trying. <clears throat> yeah, I like Larkin better there in the last round. But anyway, that's, uh, that's a little run through the ADP here. Hope you had fun. I drank a lot of gin. Ready for sleep. It's a great anytime drink. That's all I'm saying. We have uh, we have rankings episodes coming up next. Some people love rankings. A lot of people love bitching about rankings. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, some people don't like rankings. Whatever. Don't care. Fuck you. We like them. We're going to do them. It's our show. We'll be 100% correct. Yeah. Bye. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you.